to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here, and today I have the privilege of hosting Varun Goyal. He is the CEO and co-founder of Illuminate Health, a digital health startup helping patients and family caregivers optimize medication therapies supported via telehealth. Only 12% of U.S. adults have proficient health literacy, and as a result, $528 billion is spent on non-optimized medication therapies impacting millions of people. Illuminate Health is on a mission to be the digital care assistant to help people with self-care at home where majority of healthcare happens. Mr. Goyle is a healthcare technology executive with 18 plus years of consulting, product management, and strategy experience. He has held global leadership roles with Availity, Hillrom, Oracle, and Motorola, and holds a, a bachelor's in computer engineering from the Illinois Institute of Technology, master's in computer science from University of Chicago, and an MBA in healthcare strategy and marketing from Northwestern Kellogg School of Management. They're doing some fascinating things, leveraging the telehealth wave that we've got going on now with COVID, but even before that. And so just truly a privilege to be here with you, Varun. Excited to dig into what you guys are, are up to at Illuminate. Thank you. Happy to be here. So uh, before we dive into the, the value offering, tell us a little bit about what inspires your work in, in healthcare, Varun. Sure. So after working in, in various industries from a technology consulting perspective, it was, it was kind of interesting to, to work in healthcare where it seemed like it was this complex puzzle that, that needed to be solved. And, and of course, having that technology background, you know, it was fascinating to me how, how behind the technology adoption curve healthcare was. So that's what drove the initial interest in, in getting into healthcare after business school. And, and of course, you know, healthcare is personal, right? So, so over time, what, what is interesting working in healthcare and then starting to work in, in consumer health was, you know, that's kind of the time where my wife and I were starting to start our kind of family and, you know, got to a point where we were fortunate in avoiding a, a potential miscarriage due to a medication error. And so mm-hmm. that really made me realize the, the care gaps or, or the room for error despite all the, the systems in place and the experts. And not that anyone intends for anything bad to happen, but you know, things can slip through the cracks. So, so that kind of was the original inspiration for you know, more specifically what is now Illuminate. Um, and, and over time, as I've seen and talked to different patients, you know, whether it's my, my dad who's a diabetic and you know, spends close to 66 minutes a day on self-care, um, with medications and other things he has to do or or seeing a friend go through, you know, substance use disorder recovery, there's just a lot for people to to worry about and, and do. And that's what, you know, kind of inspires me is is to use technology to to provide that assistance to make their lives a little bit better on, on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, at that personal level. But you know, if you kind of zoom out a little bit, it's it's also the public health implications. You know, so so if we can help folks not just with chronic conditions, but but with you know substance use disorder, you know addiction, given the opioid crisis, um, can have such an impact from a public health perspective. So all of that together really you know keeps me keeps me going. Yeah, some some great 
motivations there and a personal story that sort of made you say, we got to do better here. And so talk to us about Illuminate Health and the the value you're offering to the to the healthcare ecosystem. Sure. So, you know, the value really is in simplifying what, what needs to be done. And from a patient perspective, that is in providing the, the guidance, which is driven by clinical intelligence to, to tell them exactly when and how they need to be taking their meds or, you know, what other daily activities should they be performing as part of their care plan? You know, given health literacy in the country, it's just really tough. You know, people are taking the, the wrong dose of a medication or, or not taking medications properly and, and having complications. And so the approach we've taken is, you know, starting out with this personalized daily schedule that we generate for the patient, you know, aligning with their existing routine, because research has shown compliance to be higher from that perspective, and then automating a lot of the, the medication safety checks so that patient and the family member has peace of mind and has that trust. Um, and last but not least, connecting them to, to their support system, whether that's their um, friend, family, or, or their clinician, to, to really close that loop. You know, and that's proven to be, to be a powerful combination. So, so I would say that's really our value in terms of what we bring. And from a clinician perspective, you know, it's that productivity and efficiency and, and making it easier to, to have those engagement points with their patients, better information as they make care decisions, you know, and automating some of the tasks they already do. So whether it's for the pharmacists and nurses, you know, in discharge education or, or medication education, you know, all of that now can be a little bit easier given, given the approach we take. And, you know, it's even more crucial given we're living through the COVID crisis where patients are forced to stay home. And, and so with the underlying conditions, you know, now they can have this, this digital tool to, to guide them on, on taking their medications accurately or, or connect them with their clinicians so that they can be monitored and, and directed to appropriate care. Yeah, fascinating uh, platform. And uh, I mean, the problem's a big problem. We, we've got, you know, 50% medication adherence. So that's like over a half or a little bit over half that are and it's a it's a half a billion dollar problem every single year here in the US alone. Uh, no doubt what you guys are doing is is hitting the mark. How does it work? And and in particular, is this a B2C product? technology platform. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, how users engage with you and, and, and who engages with, with the technology. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from a, from a business model perspective, you know, we're, we're going B2B2C. So, okay. so we're talking to the health systems, yep. you know, the, the payers, um, self-insured employers where, you know, it's, it's offering it to, to the consumer, if you will, through that channel, so the, the patient experience, you know, depending on how they get access to the app is essentially downloading the app and, and getting connected from an org code perspective to, to their sponsoring organization. And they can provide us with their daily routine in terms of, you know, when they have their meals and bedtimes and such. And, you know, ideally with, with an interface to the EMR or, or a claims file, we're able to populate their, their profiles, you know, with the, with the medication lists and so on. Uh, and of course, 
that can be augmented by by the member or the patient as well. And and then a lot of the automation in the background, you know, highlights, you know, if there's any uh, potential for um, a medication safety event, like, you know, if there's two medications that interact with each other, um, or if we find that, you know, a certain medication dose is not accurate, um, or if there's duplication in therapy. Um, so those are some of the, you know, instantaneous, um, you know, value points that, that the consumer and or their connected clinician can have. And then it's that personalized daily schedule where the patient just has to follow, you know, the suggested schedule, which of course we develop, you know, building on top of how the doctor has prescribed medications to them. Um, so it's providing that last mile of translation really, where, you know, if, if a patient is taking, let's say, ciprofloxacin and, you know, doctor's order says, well, Varun, take this twice a day for 10 days, you know, I'm still not sure what that really means to me if I'm taking other meds um, or, you know, with my routine. And, and our engine comes in and says, oh, Cipro is, is one of those drugs that should not be taken with food. So, Varun, since you have breakfast at 8 o'clock, you know, why don't you take Cipro at 10 a.m. and then the second dose at, let's say, 10 p.m., you know. So 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 that guidance is is really that that ongoing value prop apart from connectivity to to the clinicians. Love it. Yeah, it's uh, and 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 oftentimes patients have many medications. I mean, right. seven, thirteen different medications that they take in one day. How they interact with each other when you take them during your routine, I can imagine is a is a pretty powerful uh, powerful uh, resource. And and you mentioned it right. So the economic buyer isn't necessarily the user buyer in healthcare, and and so you guys are working with with the sponsors of, of healthcare, working with the end user, how would you say what, what the platform provides has, has made outcomes better or even maybe touch on how it's made business better for, for your, your direct customers? Yeah. Sure. 4X is, yeah, so, I mean, is pretty similar fantastic. to other digital health offerings, you know, our, our, of course, you know, uh, value prop is to prevent readmissions, you know, even if you can decrease length of stay and enable that faster discharge, given that now there's monitoring and, and self-care capabilities built in, you know, as part of the value prop, apart from patient satisfaction. But of course, as you know, everyone's moving towards value-based care, bundled payments, that really is the, um, is the higher value prop, I would argue. And, and of course, now, right, from a business perspective, the the reimbursements for remote care delivery, telehealth, you know, have been made easier. So so that adds to the, the business value as well. So so that's where the business aspect comes in. You know, in terms of outcomes, it's, you know, our focus really has been on that patient engagement where we've been able to show, you know, active patients, you know, and then retention has been 4x of kind of some of the published benchmarks of other patient engagement type apps because patients see us as, as a toolbox of, of resources at the end of the day. And everyone, as you mentioned, is really after the, the higher engaged patients, the, the higher empowerment. And, and so that's where we, we add value. What do you think is the main reason for that? Yeah, I think it's a combination of factors. I mean, I think it's, you know, our approach to to be the extension of the clinician, right? So you got a trusted person recommending or prescribing the app and and having that connection with the patient. And then it's it's the it's a toolbox of of guided resources, you know, and and the comprehensive nature of the product where 
you know, let's say a, a substance use disorder patient reports having a high level of anxiety today. You know, the app is able to suggest try this two minute meditation and, and see if it helps. And if it doesn't, then, you know, let's connect you to somebody as an example. So sure. it's really that that value right away, apart from what we discussed from a medication perspective and then the the holistic and comprehensive nature where, you know, this is not specific to one disease. It, it's for comorbidity management. And, and it's also to to have the the lifestyle pieces in there. So so whether that's education on healthy eating um, or or having educational articles and videos or motivational readings in there, all of that can can be within you know the app and and on the patient's fingertips. You know, and last but not least, now with substance use disorder, you know, we've made the Alcoholics Anonymous and, and, and a lot of those other meetings available within the, the patient's own community and, and their neighborhoods. So, um, so all of that put together has, has really made an impact. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's good stuff. As you guys have built out the business and started working with more and more customers, what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've experienced and what was a key learning that came from that? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I would say that actually the the main setback really came recently, you know, as we all hit the the COVID crisis where where we had some good momentum going, you know, we've over the last two, um, two and a half years or so, you know, built the platform, iterated on it, did the betas and the pilots. And so we started noticing that conversations with health systems started getting pushing out a little, pushed out a little bit given the COVID crisis and everyone just getting into survival mode, right? So, so that, of course, was, was a setback. But then we, we saw that our existing users, the, the utilization really spiked. And, you know, so, for example, working in substance use disorder, you know, we saw that patients were really maximizing all the capabilities available within the, within the product. And, you know, and that really inspired and motivated us because, you know, we thought here's someone who's being forced to stay at home. And we all know isolation is, is a killer when it comes to addiction recovery. And mm-hmm. but they want to get better despite the constraints. And and so we, we double down on, on helping addiction clinics deliver care virtually. And, and the other learning that came out of this was, you know, we kind of toyed with the idea of of being a telehealth player and but now that it's so much more crucial that you know people are people have this clinical grade resource in their home environment to help them with self-care but also be connected to their clinicians where you know they can track symptoms and and direct them to care we realize well we do all that and so you know we're we're now positioning ourselves as, as kind of a mainstream telehealth player as well, given the e-visits, the virtual check-ins and, you know, the remote chronic condition monitoring needs. So, so th- those have been some of the learnings coming from going through this experience. Well, you gotta, you gotta feel great about that, Varun. Just, you know, the COVID epidemic has been challenging for all of us. And, you know, I mean, I find myself at home, right. Think just like, you, you have the same thing every day. I was talking to somebody this morning. I have to check the calendar to actually know the day that it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what day is it? Is it Friday or is it Wednesday? Oh, no, it's Tuesday, right? And and when you have a substance abuse issue, I can imagine, like, it, it's probably really challenging. You, you, right. you, you know, like, you probably want to go to that substance more. Exactly. And to see the, the activity spike, 
you're like, wow, people are using our stuff and this is cool. Exactly. It's, it's been fulfilling. And so interesting that you're, you're thinking about this telehealth play. I think it's uh, probably a really wise move and uh, an opportunity to help even, even more people on, on that front. What, what, what makes you most excited today? Um, you know, from an industry perspective, it's, mm-hmm. it's what you mentioned earlier on in the conversation where we're hot and heavy about telehealth now. And, and the crisis has, you know, really accelerated the adoption of telehealth. Um, and, and digital health in general. So while I don't like the reason why this got triggered, but you know, it's it's brought telehealth and, and digital health to the to this you know front and center. And reimbursement has aligned, which is huge because it's aiding adoption. So so I'm really excited about that, along with even some of the the HIPAA you know, kind of relaxation of some of those, um, you know, regulatory needs, which which are enabling clinicians to utilize even mainstream tools like FaceTime for, for virtual care. So I think, so that's exciting from an industry perspective. And I think for us at Illuminate, you know, it's exciting, like I said, kind of having proven out, you know, one disease state with, with substance use disorder, you know, we're, we're starting to get some encouragement and, and signs of, our platform story resonating with the market where, you know, we were one of the winners of, of kidney X kind of showing that we can help, you know, patients struggling with kidney disease. We had some really good collaboration with, with matter and, and the Roche diabetes care team. So, so at the end of the day, yeah, it's, you know, being excited about having that impact on, on patients and clinicians in, in these trying times. Congratulations. Yeah, some, some definitely some great traction that you and your team are having. And I'm excited to see where you guys go with all this uh, home time in our hands. Uh, reading is is at the core of what I'm doing. And I'm sure a lot of the listeners are too. What, what What's on your reading list? What what book or books would you recommend, Bruin? Oh, that's always a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think... So given through kind of going through this crisis, I think personally speaking, you know, I've, I've been reflecting back on Yuval Harari's work with, mm. with Sapiens and, and some of his, you know, even recent articles kind of kind of thinking through where, you know, humanity and, you know, society is, is going to go. You know, are we going right. to come together and, and really use our compassion as, as, a, as a race and as, as a people to to get through this or, or let, let this divide us more. So I think, you know, anything by UL Harari really, um, you know, is, is always top of mind for me. And then, you know, just having been working in addiction, I've really learned a lot reading Dreamland, hmm. um, you know, which is about the, the opioid crisis and how it started and, and what it's done. So, so I'd say those two books would be kind of top of mind and I'd recommend. Love it. Great recommendations. Actually, funny, I, I'm, I'm rereading uh, Sapiens right now. And just interesting that you mentioned his article. So he's been writing some stuff recently. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I forget where it was published. But but yeah, um, I can send you a link to it. It, it was it was a really good read, just like everything else from him. Yeah, no, and he's such a thoughtful writer and, and, uh, and, and very just insightful in, in what he writes. Um, folks, if you haven't read Sapiens, a great read and, and Varun, I'd love those links for, first of all, so I can read them. And secondly, for the, for the listeners to also, uh, dive into what he's thinking 
during these times. This has been great, Varun. Uh, the the value you guys are offering here and the medication adherence and substance abuse field is is fascinating. Um, and uh, just you know, from a telehealth perspective, also uh, you know, a great contribution. I'd love just to hear your closing thoughts and then where the listeners could get in touch with you and your team to, to continue the conversation. So, you know, just to end on a positive note, just like other crises, the COVID crisis also will pass and I've no doubt will come out as winners. But I also want to throw caution to the wind here and, you know, just make people aware that um, the opioid crisis still exists as well. And, you know, as as our advisor, Dr. Sumedha Gupta um, says, let's not lose sight of the epidemic for the pandemic. Um, so substance use disorder patients need help, you know, as do their caregivers. And, uh, you know, we just are apprehensive that the opioid crisis is going to come back with a vengeance, given that the substance use disorder patients are having to stay at home and, and be isolated. But to that end, we want to do our part to, to do what we can to help. And we're making our platform available free of charge to, to providers on the front lines trying to deliver care virtually. So our patient app, you know, our clinician portal, would love to talk to your listeners, Sol, and, um, and get them going so, so it can help them. And, you know, the best way to reach me is my email, which is vg at illuminate.health. Of course, our website is illuminate.health, um, and we're also on social media. Outstanding, Varun. And folks, Varun is offering this free. <laughs> and so it's like a, a outstanding opportunity. If you feel like it is, just do it, you know, because the reality is if you don't, the likelihood is that you'll pass up on this very intriguing opportunity and, and just forget about it. So if you feel like it's good, act now, run for it. It's, you know, Varun and team are offering it for free. So such a, such a privilege, Varun, to, to learn about what you guys are doing in both medication adherence and also substance abuse recovery. Keep up the outstanding work and uh, definitely we'll be rooting for you here at the Outcomes Rocket. Uh, appreciate you sharing your insights today. Absolutely, Saul. Thanks for having us. This was, this was great. 